Galt's cabin? What are we doing here? We needed some place out of the way to hang our headdresses and hide our kidnapped puppets, and this little hovel became available to us. No. Your dark magic, it's not a spell or an object. It's... That's right, dearie. It's me. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of The Secrets of Once Upon a Time. I'm your hostess, Deborah, and joining me today, I have David. Hello. Oh, there he is. I'm like, wait, where'd he go? <laughs> and Shelly. <laughs> Hi. And uh, of course, we don't have Father Roderick or Inga. There's always a hope and, you know, that they'll be back soon. Or Lisa. Maybe we can convince her at some point to, to join us again. Um, but we are doing the best we can and we're catching up, you know. Um, we're coming into, and I hate to put a date on this, but we're coming into Easter. So we're, we have a week of reprieve where the show's going on. Um a little holiday for a weekend. So we got some time to catch up, which is great. Um, so without any ado, this episode is Enter the Dragon. So, um, And not a bit of Bruce Lee in sight. That was a bummer. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I was like, wait, what? It, it no, took a no, second you, for it to go straight. Bruce Lee, Bruce there. Lee the Dragon. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's why it took you know, me a second. You know, pre-Jackie Chan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that totally, like, went straight over my head, hit the wall, and hit me in the back of the head again, so. <laughs> Deborah and I probably did not grow up watching very much Bruce Lee, but I'm going to go on a limb and say that David did. <laughs> yeah, and Jackie Chan, and Jet Li, and yeah, so we'll... <laughs> Any, so, any so of those maybe, references, I'll, I'll get those. Maybe okay. next season we'll have a really in-depth Mulan. Well, maybe not Mulan specifically, but another. Go back into that that uh, Asia. Wow. Yeah, yeah. be cool. Um, I do have a spoiler, but that's, you know, which land they're going to be going to next. Cause, uh, 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 but I, I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> I know we did. We talked about this right before I hit record. Which, um, because, you know, we're, we're trying not to give too much away, um, you know, and I've seen in the future and I'm trying to hold back. So Mm. this uh, is our Maleficent story. This is our Maleficent story. So, uh, tell me, Shelly, what did you think of this episode? I kind of liked it. I'm starting to settle into the season, the half season and, uh, get a little more buy-in, a little more connected to the characters. So, um, I'll give this one a six. Six and a half. There, there's some way too predictable things going on in this episode for me to give it anything higher, though. Oh yeah, I can, I can see that. It's just um, predictable. Predictable. They're still setting it up, you know. Um, the number of time in my notes, I go, duh. <laughs> Sorry, that, that's so rude. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I there's one thing. Um, I'm still not to giving this episode higher than a six at this point, or, you know, any of these episodes higher than what we had been giving it. And that's because, um, I, I, you know, I know what's coming up and I know the next episode I'll, I'll rate higher because I really thought it was awesome. So, but we will talk about that next time. Um, so it's like, in hindsight, I give this a six. (laughs) (laughs) David, what did you think? Um, I would still be, I'd still be, uh, well, 
I'm going to say a six because it was um, – yeah, I haven't been rating them very high lately. But this is, this is a good one, but it, it's still kind of the um, – I'm going to go back with uh, what one of you guys said with a uh, previous episode. Where I, I love getting, giving them depth and stuff, but I hope they, I hope they don't go for full-blown redemption with Maleficent too. I'm like, are, are they going to get rid of all the villains or, or what? Yeah, because um, then what, who would we hate? I know. We need someone to hate, darn it. Heroes need gold. someone to hate. We still no, hate oh, gold. Oh, wait, no, that's the dark side. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, we're, we're not supposed to be, like, hating people. We're supposed to be liking them and wanting them to redeem themselves. Mm-hmm. Except for, I mean, well, we all want to like Rumpel, but he just, he's fought failing so bad. Uh, but, but yeah, the, I I thought it was, I thought it was a good, uh, a good way to introduce uh, Maleficent this episode was, but just, um... Not not quite not quite enough. Where uh, I mean, we're yes, we know you want revenge. We know you want revenge. Okay, 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 Regina. Gee, whiz. <laughs> she's I I've, I lost track of how many times she said revenge. Oh, against it, snow. It could be a a, a milk drinking game. We won't say. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I mean, you, you, you could have had some kind of game of like how many times did she, did she during in the flashback sequences? How many times did she she say revenge? I lost count. And that or, was so. kind of true though for Regina's original story character at that at that stage in her d- character development. Um, so I, and I, I think the thing I liked the best was Regina got a little bit of opportunity to kind of play the bad girl, and I don't know that she liked it oh she seemed kind of at times she seemed very at home with herself and at times she was like oh what a chore it's it's kind of like um i I, maybe if you're you know older and you've gone to college and you've kind of had to you know settle i hate to use settle down because you know um, but you, you're you matured a little. You matured a little, and you go back and and you hang out and you try to do the things you did in college, and you're like, this used to be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that, the the mor- the morning after after they you know the morning after she went out you know drinking and and raising some havoc, she you know she looked like she looked a little rough. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. It looks like she'd gone to some kind of reunion and 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 didn't have didn't have what she. Used used to have yeah um i love the part where they come across the like burnt out sheriff's car and 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 (laughs) that was awesome it was like um i guess she was here (laughs) yeah yeah that was this looks like her handiwork i go ahead uh, oh i was just gonna say that um a lot of times they kept talking about remembering who you are (laughs) and so i felt very much like Regina having to go back undercover in the previous episode or, or the one before when she didn't want them talking about all her past sins in front of Henry. Mm-hmm. And here they ask her to go undercover and she's like, oh, I'm trying so hard to be good and you want me to go back. And then in this episode, when she helps Maleficent after how many hundred years, whatever, regain her, mm-hmm. her fire, she's, it's kind of like you just had to remember who you were. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that they're going to go there with Regina as we continue down this path. And mm-hmm. if she has to stay undercover or lead a double life, you know, they're so so easy. You see a lot of movies and TV is about and books about police officers that go undercover as like uh, drug agents or you know into the into that world, and then they get so sucked into it that they don't know where the character begins and they themselves end. It didn't yeah. sound right. Their individual person 
and you know yeah so i worry a little bit for regina because she's one of, of i mean the she's she's grown to be one of our favorite characters here yeah i i totally agree um i want to bring this up before we get too far down the road here but you said last week color watch you do the color watch mm-hmm. and right, um right. did you notice um the color the glowing red that was throughout this episode whenever regina was in the scene yes Yes. So there's a lot of red. The, there's Regina's in red. Maleficent's in that bright red lipstick. The red lights of the crossing when they did the reverse mm-hmm. game of chicken. I mean, mm-hmm. that was very glowing. And um, even when they were drinking at Granny's, mm-hmm. the way they had Regina, they had her like um, her back towards the exit sign. So it was glowing red. The open exit sign or whatever was glowing red behind her, like the whole scene. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I first. I'm like, oh, look at that red. And then when the, when um, Cruella brought her car around and the re- the back seat was glowing red, I'm like, what? <laughs> so it was um, a very glowy red kind of um, thing. And and the- they they really wanted to make sure we got the whole red, <laughs> yeah, message there. <laughs> well, even it, you could even say with like one bell. I believe it was this episode. She got the red rose from Will Scarlet, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's mm-hmm. another red symbol. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was in black and white, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting because Cruella's always in black and white. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Did we ever figure out why um, Maleficent is dressed like she's in the 40s? <laughs> oh, that whole that, film, that film wall look. Yeah. I thought she I, looked uh, like Zelina. Oh. Yeah, yes, I thought so, too. I thought uh, I was like, wait a minute, that's Oh, no, wait, that's... Oh, that could go with the spoiler I'm not supposed to talk about. Anyway. um, (laughs) There's a hint. Oh, I I just figured it out. I did think it was funny, though, that that she's, you know, they're in in Storybrooke, so that means she automatically has to dress in civilian clothes. what, what's the need for what's the need for to even dress like a like a, a person from this this world? It's not like they're gonna, gonna leave the town, city limits. <laughs> Ex- well, and that's a yeah, that's a good point because you know nobody's coming in and nobody's leaving. So no, there's no secret here. There's no like you know no no other identity or anything. It's like um, you're in Storybrooke. Everyone knows you can turn into a dragon. Why are you dress dressed like a '40s era? Yeah, well, my guess is that she found Zelina's old uh, Kansas-looking cabin out there somewhere, and they just went and raided her closet, and she just styled it up a bit. Yeah. So, but she's got, or she's becoming a detective. You know, she looks very <laughs> late thirties, early forties. You know, like uh, oh, oh, somebody do that line. You know, uh, well, it was a, it was a dark and stormy night when she walked in. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that too. I was like, yeah. Uh, uh, Humphrey Bogart, the big oh, sleep. The oh, the big sleep. Yes, I was actually thinking. I'm like my camera. That's not right. What is it? Um, or I should but, say Lauren Bacall. But... Oh, or if we want a Disney re- reference, you know who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh yeah, <laughs> like like she came in. Yeah, like she's Eddie Bacall. <laughs> um, so that I don't know. That was um something I noticed was you know definitely um trying to give her a different style in um. Than maybe a more human style than she had been portrayed as a witch, and maybe they wanted her to be more portrayed more glamorously than a witch. Oh, that just tells me they're going to try and redeem her. I to- I have to say that the, I, the writing's on the wall that yeah, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna make her likable. 
<laughs> but you know, the idea is that they all want to get their happy endings, and we've we've tried so hard. They, they the writers have tried so hard to prove that with Regina and her storyline and character development over the course of the last four seasons, that it is possible if you make the right choices, if you mm-hmm. if you choose to live a life this way and make a good choice versus that way, there's hope, there's possibility. It's 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 open and available to you. You have to be one that cha- that makes the change. Um, and in, in this ap- episode, actually, Regina kind of showed it in the reverse. I mean, she, gold magicked her out to this Maleficent castle. And, oh, you know, so sad. She's, what, pricking her finger on the spindle over and over again like she's like she's an addict or yeah. something to that that sleeping spell she's trying to keep herself asleep so that she doesn't have to face the pain of whatever the backstory is here with Briar Rose and King Stefan which makes me think we're going back to the Angelina Jolie movie again because she and Stefan and then he went and married the you know the other woman and they had the daughter and so we yeah. never had that backstory with the Disney movie Sleeping Beauty. Right. Um, oh, did you notice the tree burning kind of looked like a phoenix? Oh, no, but I thought that was a cool effect. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a good that's... redemptive symbol for you. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh, and she found Maleficent's spell book among her mother's things. So so we might be going. So there's, there's got to be a Maleficent a... story that goes all the way back to Korra. So, yeah, there's a backstory to the backstory. Oh man. <laughs> you know, I went on the um like the once upon a time wiki like a couple weeks ago and I was and I'm like I need to look at a timeline and then I'm like, "Oh, which timeline would you like?" And I'm like, "Oh no. <laughs> this is really complicated." <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It could be that uh um it could be that we might I don't know if they would technically resurrect Cora by um by bringing her, you know, back for like a, not a, not a cameo. What am I, um, like it a backstory, kind of like Neil, like Neil. Yeah. Like Neil in the, in the flashbacks where Neil technically wasn't alive, but you saw him in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll do that with Cora. So I anyway. forgot about Neil. I miss Neil. Yeah. Not that I don't like Hook and Emma, but you know, I, I actually liked Neil and Emma a little more. But yeah, whatever. But they have this whole hook thing going on, so you know. And he's a he's a bad boy. Neil wasn't as bad as Hook is, so we got to have Emma with a bad boy who's also redeemed. I think she likes bad boys. I mean, she got together with Neil, and he was a bad boy. And then she kind of she and August had such a good friendship, and he was kind of a bad boy. And You know, so I don't know. He wore leather and he never shaved or whatever yeah. else Regina said, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting you mention um, August in this episode because this is, I was, um, the first time I watched this episode, um, you know, when it first aired, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, this episode's okay. And then we got to the last five minutes and I'm like, yes, August is back. <laughs> I was so excited to see him come back. Oh, that's right. I totally saw that coming, though. I know. <laughs> I, I gotta. I ask if you guys have, haven't thought of this though. Just, I mean, uh, why? Uh, why is the dark? Why, why is Rumpelstiltskin doing this? He's been able to do this kind of stuff for apparently for for years. Why can't? Why can't he? Uh, why didn't he do it before? He could have brought Maleficent back at any time, apparently, and he he uh, he could have brought uh, at, at that one 
um, what a season or two ago when August was turned back into a little boy, he could have poofed him right back to being August. Why, why wait till now? Um, because the writers hadn't thought of it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just, uh, this is just, you know, I, I ask these questions and it drives my wife nuts. I'm like, Oh, just enjoy it. So I'm like, he could have done like, he could have done that before. I mean, it, it was a nice, it, you know, so that's just, that's just me. I, know. I guess when you get into the fourth year of writing something, sometimes you get a little, okay, we did that. How can mm-hmm. we fit this in? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I imagine, like we've talked about this, I imagine like this great big whiteboard and lots of sticky notes and, and, and dry erase markers and kind of that scene in all the movies where they have the string that goes from this to that. And, you know, people are trying to make the connections from these little story mm-hmm. clippings and those story clippings. And then you follow the string and it all ties together. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's what the show needs sometimes. Do you think they sit there and go, darn it, we killed off that character. We really need that character back. Mm-hmm. How do we get him back? Okay. Well, well I think that, I'm pretty sure that's what they did with Maleficent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And don't they always have like two different two different plans? They can go with every storyline or every character in case somebody left or something happened True. to them. They, they, can, they can bring them up to a point and then go A or B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, something else, I was glancing at my notes while we were talking, and, and I, I had written down in here that towards the end, when Regina goes back to Rumpel to, to learn from him, and she says she realized she had a teacher, she didn't want uh, uh, Maleficent to teach her, she wanted Rumpel to teach her, she said that Maleficent helped her realize that death is too good for Snow White, that I need to take away what she loves. And I, I wondered if, uh, you know, Rumpel has that ability to see into the future. Mm. I wondered if he could foresee that Regina and Maleficent had to become friends in order for Regina to steal the curse from Maleficent. Yeah. And he needed, he, he needs for Regina to be the one that enacts the curse. And, you See, know, maybe he foresaw that bringing those two together would help to further Regina on that, on that pathway. It's it's funny because you know occasionally Rumpel will be like I saw this coming you know and here you know he'll have things set up because he's like I knew you would do that and I mm-hmm. you know but then you sit you're sitting there and like he didn't see Bell like casting him out of <laughs> Storybrooke what mm-hmm. he couldn't foresee that so um you know I'm I'm kind of he has oh. um maybe the for the the foreseeing thing doesn't work in Storybrooke even with the magic returned. Or, or maybe Rumpel just, it's like everybody else, you know, where he can't see his own flaws, but he can see everybody else's and everybody else's future, but he can't see his own, like, you know, Belsa's blind side. So maybe that's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, so just a, a brief overview of, of this is, uh, we opened up with a, a girl's night out at Granny's, even though Granny's wasn't open. And... <laughs> And they were, you know, um, pretending apparently that they were back in their glory days of, you know, drinking and, uh, you know, causing mayhem, which was kind of like an initiation. Didn't you feel like it was almost like an initiation for Regina? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Are Um, you still a bad girl, Regina? Yeah. (laughs) Well, the whole train, the whole train thing sealed it. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a. (laughs) I. I don't know if any of you did this, but I I totally was bugged by this. They showed a a close up of the train, and it had the numbers of ST eighty two seventy six on the the um. Yes, I wrote that down. 
Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm going to search and see if there's anything in Lost or if, there, you know, not, I've never watched Lost except for maybe one or two episodes. So I'm, all the Lost episodes are lost on me. <laughs> um, so I'm like, well, is this a Lost reference or is this a, you know, is this a a, a, a date or is this a, I, I couldn't quite figure that out. What was it? I don't know. It's a, it's a mystery. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, and I thought 82... What time? They came in 1983. I thought it was... T- I went four. back into the timeline and looked, and I thought it was oh. 80... It was not 82. It was like 83. The show so. started in 2011, and it was 28 years before that. So, yeah, 83. 83. And then 76, I'm like, well, all right. Then now... Okay. That's how old I really think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Emma is, as opposed to in her 20s. <laughs> okay, so, well, what I wrote down from that was green train cars and purple smoke. But purple is magic, and green is usually, uh, I don't know, you know, green is that woodsy, foresty Robin Hood. You know, Robin Hood's always in green. Um, it, it's not like it was uh, red or black or white or blue. Blue is always, uh, uh, what's his name was in blue? David, charming. Yes. He was mm-hmm. in but Emma wasn't. Emma was in like a gray and navy. So not quite blue, but not quite black. So she's, maybe that's, they're getting her into neutral colors so that she'll be easier to turn, turn to black. Yeah, yeah. The, the the whole darker darker light, which is she in the middle, uh, some kind of transition. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So when Henry was looking at the book through the magnifying glass, mm-hmm. and he says, this door has something to do with the author. Did anybody else go, um, he put a sticky note on it that says, author. <laughs> <laughs> Here you, here's your sign, Captain Obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, that's, I, I'm, I, I'm holding myself back from saying, oh, you, you figure mm-hmm. that out in the next episode. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Captain Obvious. Um. It seems like Henry has fewer and fewer lines. Like I think that was his only line. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, he's, that and and before in the episode before that he wasn't there. I mean, they need to keep him around to make sure that Regina kind of has an anchor. But yeah, he hasn't spoken. He's not speaking very much lately. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're you know they had started his storyline um, way back in the first part of the season with the you know the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. If they're planning to bring that to fruition, like you know if he's the son of the Savior, sure, and you know and the son of the dark you know of the dark one, or you, you know what I'm saying. But he's from magical parents, technically. Well, one of them at least is magical. Is he have? Does he have his own magical powers? Beyond the heart of the truest believer. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because his mom, you know, has that whole white power thing going on for her. And mm-hmm. uh, and then his, you know, both his grandparents or his, yes. No, not both his grandparents. Now I'm getting confused with who has well, magic I mean, and who doesn't. Well, but Rump- technically, Rumpel did not have power when Neil was born. So True. Neil does not come from magical parents because his magic was uh, cursed, so to speak. That's true. Um, but Emma's magic, she was born with it because she's the product of true love. But her parents do not have her magical parents power. Have, no, but she is the product of that true love. So she is born of magic. I mean, she is magical. She has the, the most powerful magic there is. Could you say so, that of Could you say that of um, Henry that he was born of true love? 
Or do you think, do you not get that? I don't know. I don't know that what they had was true love. We probably would have said it three years ago. I don't know if we would say it today because, you know, they moved on. They separated. He left her. He set her free. gave her her best chance. Uh, I don't know. If Regina can learn magic, then so can, it stands to reason that so can Henry. Yes. True. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, that was a nice little segue. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also get to see uh, Briar Rose in this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's poor Briar Rose can't catch a break because um, is it this episode they put her to sleep again? Well, it was yep. the, the queen oh, was Briar Rose. Oh, the yes. The daughter was Aurora. Aurora. And Aurora was getting married. And, and this is the one where they finally put her to where they first put her to sleep. Right. You know, she I, doesn't wake up until the curse is broken. I haven't seen Maleficent because, you know, um, I'm I'm a Disney purist, and um, so when everybody said Malef- um, the movie Malef- Maleficent was don't watch not, it, yeah, don't watch it. I didn't watch it, so <laughs> so I don't know the not whole backstory. It. But I'm so I'm still kind of like, but in in the original Disney classic, you know, Briar Rose and Aurora are the same person. So I'm I'm getting a little confused that they're two different people. So that's. If you if I act confused sometimes, I'm still trying to you know right. s- separate I was the confused Disney too. I think they just putting that little spin, that little twist into it. Yeah. So yeah. So there we go. That's why I act all confused sometimes. I'm like, wait, but the yeah. oh, this was the episode, isn't it, where they met all up at the library and they were like, so much for subtle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's the charming softball team and their pirate mascot, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, was this great. One? Yeah. She had really good lines in this episode. She uh, always has really good lines. True. I, I true. mean, I it it actually upsets me that nobody else has as snarky lines as Regina seems to have. Oh, the the, the villains are the or villains are at yeah. least the the bad people. Uh, the the good guys never have the best lines. But you're okay. So they're supposed to be not cynical or snarky or any of that. That's not fun. That's why, mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I like Regina so much is she's so normal. Yeah. But she, uh, she did tell Emma that they have to that since the villains are taking a page from the heroes playbook and working together, they have to take a page from the villains playbook and break some rules. And that's another allusion to are we going to are we going to flip Emma? Oh, yeah. I, I really see it coming. I really think that's what they're building up to is is a very slow progression to the point where Emma breaks. Emma breaks. Heartbreak turned yeah. Her, Regina, I think Gold says this uh, present day, heartbreak turned her into a monster once, mm-hmm. and she's lost another love and is in great pain. Pain always makes you stronger. And I was thinking, okay, so we've alluded to Snow and Charming have this big secret, and if Emma finds out what it is, it could make it, it could break their, her faith in them, and it could, it could create such heartbreak. And I'm thinking, hmm, so could Emma turn into a powerful monster? Mm, is that yep. pain going to make her her magic even stronger stronger with the dark side you know i mean i know it's like oh no we're back to episode three of star wars wait <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but, open so library that, ewoks come out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> they bring an ewok into this <laughs> so anyway i just i keep thinking that that's where they're going with this episode yeah i i totally agree that um, it, it's going to be a culmination of, and I bet by the season finale, you know, Emma will be like, yeah, she'll be on like, you know, Godzilla on Main Street of Storybrooke, you know, destroying everything. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. 
Yeah. I could I could just see Regina or, or one of them just say you know because that that you know, usually they're doing cleanup while while Emma helps fix things and if Emma's on the rampage they're just gonna be like well this is different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What do we do now? We we this this isn't in the playbook. <laughs> yeah. So we well, we've had we've had a system that's worked for several seasons. Dang it, messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be going. To do if I'm not supposed to rally the people and get them to safety. Well, and, and it'll be like, well, I, how, how do I research that in the library? You know, their little plan of like, this isn't our first, you know, monster bash. Oh, speaking of researching things in the library, this mm-hmm. is my other huge duh moment. Bell, uh, Hook comes in and Bell introduces Killian to Will mm-hmm. and says, have the two of you met? And I'm thinking... Are you kidding? She doesn't know their story. Belle knows mm. every story in the library. She's read everything. She She's the one that usually comes up. She knows Alice in Wonderland. She knows he's the knave. She knows who he is. How can she not know that he used to be in, anyway, all this, I mean, both. Anyway, she doesn't know their story. Um, and then Hook, Hook starts talking about the dagger. And I'm thinking, Hook would never mention the dagger. Hook would never ever bring up the dagger this has got to be rumple and he's you know shape-shifted or something and come on bell wake up and you you start yelling at the tv don't give it to him are you crazy (laughs) yeah i know isn't that funny because it was like she she takes it out and i'm thinking why would you ever give this to him and then he says well why don't you command him to face you because you know if he's in town well you know And, and i'm like don't do it so she's like i command you to face me did you see his face turn yeah He's looking off and he's like, thunk. And so if you weren't sure then, you were right there because that was the only way it could happen, that he would face her. And there she hands it to him. And I wrote, that was way too stupid and too easy. My apologies to, again, the creators if they hear me say that. Well, you know, (laughs) Belle has always been very gullible. And I mean, I I hate to equate in a sense with the gullibility, but that's pretty much where I'm like, okay, yeah, she's way too innocent. To think that, you know, that couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then, so they have that nice little chat about Will. If things are serious, oh, but it's new. You know, it's nice to spend some time with someone who is nothing more than what he says he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what he and what he is is a thief and a scoundrel. And- I know. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. For someone who has locked him out in a mental hospital for like three decades, she's way too trusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you're married to the dark one. You oh, yeah, banished yeah. him, and now you just handed him back his most powerful controlling weapon, the only thing you had. Your only ace up the sleeve or, or you know, that's it. And you just, here you go, just take it. Yeah, take, take it, it and hide it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't tell me where it is because I don't want, you know, uh, Rumpel to ever ask me for it again. So. Yeah. Did you ever, did you think when she wa- uh, when he walked in and she was holding the red rose from Will Scarlet that Hook was going to try to kiss her? Like, did you get that creepy feeling like, oh, he's going to try to put the moves on Belle? Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't get that. But... Oh, I totally got that. No, well, I did, but... Yeah, so I was expecting him to, like, try to kiss Belle and, you know, and the Belle go, what? So. Well, maybe I did and I didn't write it down because I didn't watch the episode last night or right before we started talking. So, so okay, and here's my other, and, you know, um, before 
Is there anything else about Belle before I move on to something else I wanted to talk about, which was um, Pinocchio? No? No, No, I didn't have anything else about that. No, no, this is just an observation. Since we're talking about observations. So Regina walks in and, you know, immediately puts Marco and Pinocchio to sleep. Um, And then, you know, and then, you know, Emma follows shortly behind and, you know, kind of lets him, you know, kidnap poor Pinocchio and and then Emma stays behind so if the sleeping spell wears off on Marco is Emma gonna be like so yeah don't worry about this Marco we got this mm. you know yeah we, we got your little boy <laughs> yeah don't worry about it. it's just he's just a little pawn in our little game right now so uh we'll return him back to you don't worry about it no no mm. further police action needed we know where Pinocchio is but, you know I I I don't know how they were you know <sighs> Because how many? Nothing uh, makes me feel. Nothing makes me feel me, me feel more more nervous than if I hear Emma say everything's under control. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I need to laugh in your ear. <laughs> I think we both did. So everybody, everybody who's listening right now is going, "Whoa!" <laughs> Laughed in our ears. So anyway. So no, that was just the thing that I was like, "Well, what are they going to tell Marco when he wakes up?" That's kind of weird. Anyway. What. What are they going to tell Marco when they return him and he's, he's you know, back to him? His <laughs> but he's 30-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't return him to another, a real boy again. Take like, it, you got a year, a year and a half out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It was more than you had before. Yeah. But I, that's probably the, my favorite part was when um, they turned Pinocchio back into August and I was, I was very happy with that. I'm more interested in seeing what they do with it next episode, uh, just because now it's kind of like, ooh, this just got interesting. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I felt about this episode, too. You know, especially Regina, because, you know, whatever he does, she's going to have to watch and she's responsible for it. And you just know as much as she's trying to protect Henry, she's going to be trying to protect, well, Pinocchio now August. Yeah. Oh, um, so anyway... I guess we just lost Lisa, or not Lisa, but Shelly. Um, so it's just you and me, David, for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that was mid-sentence. I'm like, okay, then. Um, I felt like it was one of those um, um, insurance commercials where she's in the middle of a story and then she, like, disappears. So is there anything else that we need to discuss with this episode? Did you catch any other overlying themes? Or I feel like we kind of got it all. I think we got it all that just um the No, I think I I'm sorry, I think we got it all. They they did a really good job of I mean, I I thought they be, may have beat us over the head with kind of humanizing Maleficent a little bit, but they did a pretty good job of doing the backstory. And the the ending couldn't have been better. Oh yeah, I know. The ending was yeah, that's how they get you. The um um let's talk a bit about mm-hmm. um your theories cuz you're you're not ahead of us. Um, I know Shelly and I um, have watched the next episode, and I've watched the episode after that. But um, what are your thoughts about what's going to happen next? What do you do? You have any um, crazy theories about who you think the author is yet? Or I, I'm not. I'm I'm kind of bl- I'm kind of blanked on blanked on this one. Do you think it's uh, going to be somebody you already that we already know? Do you think it's going to be Somebody in Storybrooke that, you know, is kind of innocuous, like Dr. Whale, or is it going to be 
Um, I would never call Dr. Will an innocuous, <laughs> but um, I think it almost has to be some. Yeah, it has. You know, the reason I hesitated was I'm like I was trying to pick out the cast of char- out of cast of characters that we know because that's what makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> if it was just if it was just some some guy with a flowing white beard or something that we'd never seen before, big whoop. But it, it's it's a big payoff if you already know some. It it's a big payoff if you already it, if it's someone you know. Right. So, like when, like with old Peter Pan thing, who is Peter Pan? It turned out to be Rumpelstiltskin's dad. No one would have thought of that one. Yeah. So, well, so it, those are the fun things. I, I, I don't know. Um, I know that you probably don't watch the other ABC Family show, um, but I and I don't either. I don't watch um, uh, Pretty Little Liars. But if if you were hiding under a rock, they had this last week. They had their big unveiling of who A was on that show, and it was a character they'd never introduced before. And everybody was like up in arms, like how dare you for five years, you know, make me think it's one of these people. And then it's this totally random other person. And that you just happened to introduce that episode. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it might as well be Henry Winkler. I mean, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we could be heading for that, <laughs> which is, it is a, it's a letdown, isn't it? If it's a totally it new character. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that, yeah, I, it's, the, the, they already have a pretty. I mean, the show's been around for a while. They got a pretty wide stable of characters. So let's instead of just throwing someone else new into this, let's let's just have fun with with what we have. Right. Um. So, what do you think is going to happen with uh, uh, Belle? Do you think anything exciting is going to? Do you think she's going to catch on anytime soon? <laughs> I know you're leaving me here, but um, I I think she's. She's been written. Um, I think she's been kind of shown, shown written as a bit clueless, but uh, I think she's got to come up with figure something out soon. She she's got to she got to be she's got to be a little bit quicker on the take than she was earlier the, earlier this season. Actually, I'm not leading you at all. You know, um, which is kind of odd of me. But no, I to be honest, I don't know. I I have just as much knowledge at this point as you do. Um, with Beth, I, just, I think you know. At some point, she's going to be. The writers, yeah, I was like, I, I'd almost think like you know the, the writers would, be, would, the fans would be mad at the writers for. She's still not learning any faster. She's in. She has her head in books at all at all times, but still not a lick of street smarts. Come on. I know. So. Yeah, I know, but we'll. I guess we'll uh, have to figure that out. It's. I know you're going to enjoy the next ep- episode about um, Ursula. And her backstory, um, it is going to answer a lot of questions. I'm, I'm kind of segueing into our spoilers. I'm not actually not feeling very spoiler-ish tonight, so um, I probably won't give too much away about what happens with Ursula. But if you're a big fan of The Little Mermaid, you will love, love, love the next episode. I know the title is Poor Unfortunate Soul, and anyone, anyone who was any child of, you know, any kid who was born in that era knows what that means that song so it means it's an ursula little mermaid story yeah yeah so you will you will love this next episode um having said that i know shelly had um some computer issues so she had to duck out for a second i don't know if she's going to be coming back but we might as well um talk about where can uh, people reach you david if they want to you want to reach me they can reach me on you know i really need to start banging out some more tweets i don't really uh 
I Facebook more than I tweet lately, but I can be found at David is at David Hamlos on Twitter and David Hamlos H A N D L O S on Facebook. And um, if you follow me on Facebook, um, I'll warn I warn you there's going to be usually a lot of nonsense involved. <laughs> and then um, I also want to remind listeners that we are an SQPN podcast, which means that you can. Um, Listen, if you're missing Father Roderick, which, you know, I now that I'm hosting the show, I'm kind of like I'm missing him quite a bit. Um, but if you want to hear Father Roderick and he has like, I don't know how many podcasts out there. In fact, today I thought, did he start a new podcast today? But no, it wasn't. He was just um, he, he was tweeting. He's, main, up he's, main, he's mainlining at least three or four currently. Yeah. Um, so if you like the, the break, the walk, um, uh, what is it? Geek Week? Or Pixel Priest or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, geek, geek Week currently. Yeah, Geek Week. Who, who can keep up? I Yeah. Like, uh, today he tweeted out, like, the secrets of blah, blah, blah. And I was reading it on my phone. I'm like, did he start another another podcast? And then it was just a an article he was sharing. I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, and then we were, um, before we wrap up, because I didn't know if Shelly were coming back. Oh, I was trying so hard. I'm sorry. And, and my daughter handed me a note. So I, I just have one more thing I want to add. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead and add it. Uh, you know mine? Okay, so my daughter was listening to us talk. I'm, I'm in, at home tonight. And she's, she wrote me this note, handed it to me. It says, I think that why the creators wrote it like that, Belle giving away the dagger, is to show how desperate she really is to try to forget the pain of Rumple of remembering Rumpel's words about Regina and her heartbreak. I think they want to show how much she, Belle, was just ready to forget and move on. And I hated that Belle did it at first, but I understand where they're coming from if that's what they wrote it for, that reason, to have us see how much she has truly tried to move on from Rumpelstiltskin and how much time has passed for her to try and heal from it. And oh. So that comes from my, my high schooler. Well, your high schooler is very perceptive. Thank you. I will let her know. <laughs> yes. Maybe she'd like to join us sometime if she has some good theories. I had already she would, asked. But she has AP testing, so. Oh, well. Mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you, um, I asked David this before, but do you have any speculation about any of the, the stuff we talked, we talked about, you know, um, um, if we think we know who the author is or, you know, uh, you missed it, but, you know, do you think it's going to be somebody new or is it going to be a character we already know? I think it's going to be somebody new, but if I were going to guess it's a character we already knew, I might guess the old man that we thought was the sorcerer or the sorcerer's apprentice. Um, I have seen the next episode, so that's difficult for me to speculate because I I, I know what's happening in the next episode, but not the second episode that's already aired since we started recording. Okay. Uh, So I'm having trouble speculating. Okay. All right. Well... We're going to go ahead and um, I just asked David where they could reach him. And I got to remind people that you can also send us feedback. Um, yes, please. Yes. Um, yes. There's several different ways you can send us feedback. I believe you can go to the blog at SQPN and, and actually leave us a blog comment. I haven't checked that lately. Maybe I need to. Um, and then we do have an email. I want to say it's once upon a time at SQPN.com. Is that? That sounds yep. right. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That is correct. And somewhere, Inga's got a voice feedback. I think on the website too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they still use this, use SpeakPipe. So yeah, you can uh, leave a voice message through the website. Exactly. And how can people get a hold of you, Shelley? 
Well, my sister Lisa and I blog at our uh, our site. It's uh, www.soundmindandspirit.com, and she maintains a, a really active Facebook uh, community too. So that's where you can find us. I, I do have to admit, though, that I have not been actively blogging in at least three months. Although <laughs> in my head, I write every day. So it's just <laughs> a matter of a. I, I do work full time, so it's a matter of. Um, Finding. Having time between the the kids and the work life and the home life to put actual coherent thoughts together. That's why, to me, this podcasting time is so valuable and blessed. Yeah, no joke. You have more than one kid and you have coherent thoughts, period, which is amazing. I have, amazing. I have a, two teenagers and a three-year-old. So, <laughs> ah. that, that's that whole, uh, oops, God wasn't done with me yet story, <laughs> which, by the way, is available on Sound Mind and Spirit. <laughs> is that the name of it? Our, our blog? Yeah, Sound Mind no, 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 and no. Spirit. Oh, I mean the oops, God's not done with me yet. <laughs> is that the uh, name no, of the story? No, I think it was something much more esoteric like uh, hearing God's call or, or something like that. Uh, oh, but, okay. But, I was like, yeah. that's, a, that's a very interesting. That still an in, that's, still, that's still an interesting <laughs> blog post title. Yeah. So. Okay, I'll, I'll use that when next time I write something. Yeah. Oops, God's not done with me yet. So, this this <laughs> whole week at work, I could tie into Holy Week and carrying a cross, but I haven't had time to write it. <laughs> oh, funny. Um. You can get a hold of me at Deborah. Um, I you can actually email me directly at Deborah D E B O R A H at um, sqpn dot com. I still actually sometimes check that email, um, and then. Um, I too have written and blogged and podcasted every day on my other podcast, I Pilgrim um, podcast, but that's only in my head. Actually, I've been working on a um, a pilgrimage podcast in, and I have it half done. Um, for which I haven't podcast. Oh, geez, I haven't released an episode on my my um, podcast for like four months now. So I'm right there with you. But the good news is, if you have new listeners, they can go back and they can listen from the beginning. And to them, it's brand new. That's right. And it was funny because I, you know, um, mine is just my schedule's all screwy because um, I have two or three jobs, so I I never know from day to day what I'm doing. Um, and I I looked at um, my uh, listenership. Uh, for my my podcast, and I was like, "Whoa!" I had twenty thousand listeners last year, and I'm like, "Where did those people come from?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have a whole bunch of new listeners apparently, and I so I feel guilty. But yeah, I will be coming out with a new um, podcast soon on I Pilgrim, and you also need to do a new pilgrimage. That's what you need. That that well, yeah. <laughs> you you were the one that posted about the guy going up to uh, from uh, Mexico to. Uh, Canada, right? And he took a picture every mile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the yeah, um, I think we should do that. Oh, we I should totally... blog it every mile. <laughs> well, and I I've been trying to get to Hawaii and at least do a a quicker one, but yeah, that that will happen hopefully. Um, Blogging every mile on a trip to Hawaii might be a little more difficult. I meant podcasting. I said there blogging. You're so yeah. we talking right. about writing, but, but podcasting. Yeah. You know, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Captain Jeff, who used to record while he was running or walking, and and everything is like. <sighs> no, that was Father Roderick. He does that, doesn't he? he? Did yeah, that he, too. That, yeah, that was yet another one. It, both both him and uh, and Cliff Ravenscraft do that. So it's, <laughs> and there used to be um a back in the ten years ago. Can you believe? We've been podcasting now for 10 years almost. Father Roderick has. It's, yeah. It's there was a pod runner, um, and he, he did his entire podcast about running while he was running. 
and he used to be a sqpn like regular contributor it was really interesting um anyway we are completely off the subject but uh tune in next time when we talk about ursula on um secrets of once upon a time so bye bye <laughs>